Let's get down to business. Thanks for coming out tonight. I wrote me a manual, a step-by-step booklet for you to get. Oh, I make money moves. You can't see me. My time is now. What up, what up, what up, guys? Welcome back to the Fitness Times Business Podcast, the show created to provide you with the practical and strategic advice to help you level up in fitness, business, your career, your relationships, and your life. My name is Joseph Metzel. I am your host... And guess who's back? Hey! Back again. Uh, Leah's back. Uh, tell your friends. <laughs> What's up? Hey, man. It's been, uh, it's been quite some time since uh, you've been on the show. Almost two months. Well, yeah, it's been a while. I've been, I've been locked in the house. So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Fill us in. Fill us in. What's been happening? Ah, got the Rona. Good <laughs> Yeah, no, started 2022, um, you know, full steam ahead, back at work for the first week, and then bam, struck down. Well, I actually didn't get struck down. My um, fiancé, Tim, did. Um, and then I got sick about uh, four or five days after after he did. So it was it felt like an eternity, but I think we were sort of in isolation for it's a couple of weeks. Around. So. Yeah. It's gone around. Yeah. Everyone's, yeah. Uh, well, not everyone, but a lot of people lot are experiencing people. it. Real quick, uh, before we dive into the show, because uh, I'm interested, and I know that the viewer, the viewers and the listeners are probably interested, how was your experience with the COVID? Uh, look, um, I don't want to say too much because I don't want this whole bloody podcast to be pulled no, it's down. No, it's not so, opinion. This is yeah. facts. Like, okay, what facts. was you got? You you got the vid. Yeah, I got you the vid. Tested positive. Yep. Yep. Rat PCR. Uh, I tested positive on a rat. Um, I couldn't really go and get a PCR, so I was just doing. Um, my partner tested positive on a on a PCR, yeah. and then I did the the rat test that you had to do as a close contact, yeah. um, and got my positive test. And I mean, he got a little more sicker than I did. Like he he was kind of like just flu symptoms for a couple of days, fever, chills, aches, that sort of thing, um, headache that kind of thing. And then, yeah, I kind of had the headache, uh, the body aches for me, but no real fever. I had a fever, but a couple of Panadol knocked that on the head and um, came came right down. And really probably like two, three days of feeling just, just a bit flat for me um, and a bit of a cough and, but you know, in all honesty, it's if, you, if you're young, fit and healthy, I, you know, I wouldn't be petrified of it, I guess. But again, it's, I'm just not going to give opinion too much. I'll just no, sort of give... just keep, stick to the facts. But yeah. I will ask for your opinion. Go. My next question. Yes. What was worse, having the vid or having to stay at home for 10 days? <laughs> <laughs> having to stay at home for 10 days no for doubt. me, yeah. Yeah, no I think um, for me personally, the actual physical symptoms of it... Um, uh, were far outweighed by the uh, mental health impact. You know, I, I I don't do I didn't do well with the isolation um, at all. So yeah, mm. yep. Mm. I'm not surprised. No, and yeah. you know, I think we're uh, you know just just to give a little bit more opinion. No, this is actually not opinion. This is this is coming out of the woodwork now. Okay, is the there was actually oh fuck I should have referenced it because I was reading a study uh, like two days ago. Uh, I think it was a study out of the US actually, where they were measuring how effective lockdowns were in stopping the spread of COVID. Yeah, yeah. And then the discussion about, you know, the the negative effect of lockdowns on people's mental health in particular. And, you know, the the I, the jury's still out, but the jury is on their way back. And uh, I think that we're we're, we're going to see what the what the fucking real deal is. Yeah, yeah. Well, you so, know, um, in similar to some of the stuff that the guys that listen to this show that follow you would see, like I'm very much uh, pro 
choice as well. Yep. Um, and, and you know, and, and through and through with that. Um, so for me, you know, making the choices that I made but then also having um, been sort of fed all the fear and stuff that is in, in, in media and social media, which is probably, you know, it's got on, on – um, on topic with uh, what we're doing, talking about today, um, I really struggle with a bit of that as well because, you know, I've been for two years, I've been um, uh, f- uh, fed fear um, a- about how things are going to go if you don't, you know, follow the uh, the um, <laughs> the path that we're being forced, told to follow. Told to yep. follow. See, I'm, very, I'm treading a very fine line here. But you know, so so for me, that was probably the the most battling part, and and to sort of come on, out on the other side of it, and really like you know, my fiance jokes with me, he's like it just <laughs> bounced off you, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> barely touched ricocheted. me, ricocheted like you were off of me. Body armor. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, you know, that was that was interesting. Uh, well, I'm happy that uh, you know that it that it wasn't a terrible experience for you physically. Mm, thank you. Um, not a great experience for you mentally, but you're here now. Yeah. You're back, uh, back full steam ahead. And I'm excited about this episode because uh, you know this is an episode that you and I uh, briefly discussed last week when we were talking about you know Lee, I want to get you back here for for a, um, a new pod. What do you want to talk about? And um, we're calling this episode "Social Media Skirmish." Uh, the other title that was thrown around was Social Media Escape Plan, but uh, we felt like that wasn't particularly useful because I'm not trying to escape social media. But we are trying to wrestle with social media or battle with social media or just go into a skirmish with social media to ensure that we're not being put in a position where we are the product of social media, where we are being used by social media as opposed to using social media for our benefit. And that's really, I think, what we want to discuss in the show today because, you know, it's it's timely at the moment with everything we've just discussed around the pandemic and around um, everything surrounding how that's being managed and the way that social media has been used to kind of push the messaging that uh, has been desirable for different parts of the community. Uh, once again, I'm not. I'm being very careful with my words. Uh, you know, so very timely. But also, it's it, it's interesting your perspective and my perspective on this because of our age, we did didn't grow up with social media, right? When we were teenagers, young teenagers, social media wasn't, I mean, like I remember Facebook, the first time I came across Facebook, I was at university. So I was in my early twenties. So we didn't grow up with social media. We know life before social and then obviously life during the the growth of social and now life where social is very much embedded into most people's daily habits and routines. And we see and we've experienced personally the situation where we are being used by social media. We are the product of social media and it's not a good situation. But then we also see the other side, particularly the business side, uh, where social media can be very useful. And, you know, we in in uh, the Massive Joe's business and TMJ Apparel and what we do with the IFBB Pro League and what we do with this fucking show, you know, we've seen the power of social media when you are using it to your benefit rather than it using you to your detriment. 
So I'm excited about this episode. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Where yeah. do you want to start? Um. Well, what's the plan? What have you got? What have you kind of got going? What's the escape what's plan? The- <laughs> well, I think the first place we should start is probably like when, you know, how do you know when you are being used by social media? What are the what are the signs? What are the signposts? What are the red lights? What are the white flags of you know what? I'm in a position where I am now the product and I am being used by social media and I have kind of lost control of this relationship that I have and I need to go into a skirmish to get this shit back. Sure, sure. I think um, a few of the first sort of telltale signs that you need to kind of get get a hold of, of social media um, it are things like feelings of, uh, you know, feelings of anxiety, yep. feelings of depression, feelings of low self-worth, feelings of, you know, I'm not good enough, I'm not achieving enough. Um, I think all those sorts of uh, feelings that you kind of get are probably, for me, the first telltale sign, you know, just those low feelings um, that, you know, you need to get a hold on, on how you're consuming social media. The experience of negative emotions. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I agree with you. I think that the timing of that of those feelings is particularly useful because a lot of the time, you know, when we're in social and we're scrolling through Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat feeds or Facebook feeds or whatever, the, the reason why we do that in the first instance is to try and experience positive emotions. Right. Right? Is you try you you kind of scroll through because you're looking for that that dopamine hit. You're looking for that thing that makes you feel good. And often you get it. The experience of negative emotions is somewhere between opening the app, scrolling, and then now you start to feel shit, or you know, the feelings of anxiety or the feelings of comparison stealing your joy or whatever it is. And then once you're done with social media, that's where you kind of go, man, I really, like, I don't feel too good at the moment. So I think that the timing of, of um, those negative emotions is, is uh, a telltale sign as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I'll, I'll talk about it a bit further, but I think, you know, before you even feel those emotions or to even kind of realize that, you know, social media is becoming a bit of a, a, a problem for you, it's just pay really close attention to how you feel post scrolling. Mm. You know, if, if you're one of these people that, um, you know, sits on the couch after work and, and catches up on their social media, yeah. take real note of how you feel once you've done that for about 10, 15 minutes. Because yeah. um, then that's kind of, for me, that's a real checking point to kind of decide whether or not I need to, what I need to do here. Do I need a social media detox? Do I need to actually see what, go back and have a look at what what kind of made me feel that way and, and you know, um, do something about those accounts, those sorts of things. So, yeah, just something that I've um, noticed. I think, you know, practically, definitely the experience of motion uh, of negative emotions post social media scrolling is, is a big uh, red flag that you're, you're being used by social media. Uh, from a, a, a practical use perspective, I think about it on two sides. On one side, I think about the consuming of social media. And then because I, pu- because I publish so much social media, I consider that aspect as well. And I see both sides of it, right? So from the consumption piece, 
It's interesting because I was having a, a conversation just the other morning. Uh, before I came and spoke to you, actually, I was having a conversation with Luke, uh, who's our videographer here. Um, he does all of our, you know, if you ever see any um, creative assets for a TMJ Apparel, for any supplements on the Massive Joe side of the business, he is the man that creates all of that. Uh, very, very talented. But he uh, mentioned to me, we had our monthly catch-up meeting and he was like, man, I just want to let you know, you know, if you um, tagging me on Instagram, I'm not going to see the tags. I said, oh, why is that? And he said, oh, you know, I've just decided that I, like I, I deleted, didn't delete my Instagram account, but deleted the app off my phone. And I said, oh, what, what, why, man? Like what, you know, why did you do that? And he said, well, I found myself, you know, whenever I had a spare moment, I'd just hop on Instagram and I'd start scrolling. And uh, I, I just found that, you know, first thing in the morning, I'd scroll Instagram. Anytime I had a spare moment, I'd scroll Instagram. Uh, you know, stuck in traffic in a red light, pick up my phone, scroll Instagram. And I was just feeling like shit doing all the scrolling. So I decided to uh, just remove the app completely. And that's kind of how I've dealt with it. And I think that, you know, that's, it's a great example because from a practical perspective, there's two main things that I kind of go, you know what, social media is using you and two traps that I've fallen into as well. The first one is diving into social media first thing in the morning, right? Your alarm goes off on your phone, you grab your phone, you turn your alarm off, you open Instagram or Facebook or TikTok and before you haven't even, you haven't even fucking thought about what you dreamt about the night before, and you're, you're, you're straight in. That is a telltale sign that you're being used by social media and you've kind of lost a little bit of control. The second one is any time where you find yourself mindlessly scrolling. Like, you know, like Luke said, any moment he had, he'd just pick it up and start mm -hmm. scrolling. Doom scrolling. Doom scrolling. But any time, you know, like you could be sitting down at, at the table to have your lunch and instead of actually being present with the food that you're eating – you're on your phone and you're fucking scrolling through Instagram. Or you get home from work, you sit on the couch, you turn the TV on. Instead of actually watching what's on the fucking TV, you're on your phone scrolling through Facebook. Or the, the first thing you do in the morning when you wake up, before you even do anything, you're scrolling through fucking TikTok. That routine of mindlessly picking up the device, opening the app and, and doom scrolling is a huge red flag that, you know, you, you, you have lost a little bit of control here. I think on the other end of the spectrum, from a publishing perspective, the biggest one that I see is when you start sacrificing as a publisher the quality of your content just to produce content that's going to get likes or views just to produce content that's going to get that external validation that gives you that little bit of dopamine hit that goes, ooh, I got some likes, or ooh, I got a thousand views or a hundred views or whatever the fuck it is. And you actually start sacrificing what you actually want to produce, what you actually want to publish for producing shit that's going to get that external validation. That's a huge red flag. And I, I see this, um, this is a little, a little bit sensitive and I'll let you, you kind of jump in here if you think I'm being um, insensitive. Okay, let's go. <laughs> but a lot of the time, I see people kind of hiding behind empowerment movements, right? And, and publishing certain content and going, you know what? This is an empowerment movement, right? No, you know exactly where I'm going. You know exactly where I'm going, right? 
And it's like, motherfucker, you're half naked on Instagram. There ain't nothing empowering about that shit. You're trying to post shit to get likes and views. I know exactly what's happening here. Don't come at me with this fucking, I'm posting empowering bullshit. It's about 100%, right? But it's so, like, it's so transparent. And that's the part that gets me. It's like, really? Like, really? You think that people are actually liking this for the quote that you've written under it? The Gandhi quote you've written underneath the photo of you half naked? Like, hell no. That's not what people are liking the photo for. They haven't even read that. They can't get past, like, yeah, anyway. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what I, but that's what I see, right? From from uh, a publishing perspective, is, is that's it's a huge, it's a huge fucking, you know, and you just have to be honest with yourself as well. Like you fucking know, you know what's going just on. Be honest about it. Just be honest about it. Don't even write the Gandhi post underneath. Just be like, I want, I'm, I, I need the likes. I'm, I'm trying to get Insta famous, and I want the likes, and I want the dopamine here. And here's a photo of my ass. That's it. But I, I, be, fe, be real. You might get more likes and follows that way. <laughs> Just saying. People like a real. But that's. But I mean, from my perspective, those are kind of the 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 um, the red flags. That's like you know what you've been used by um, by social media. I think both of those situations as well. You know, if you think about what what's actually happening in your brain, what's happening on a psychological perspective, is you're you're chasing this um, the dopamine hit. Yeah. You're chasing the short-term experience of positive emotion on both the consumption and the publication side. Um, And most of the time you're doing it when you feel bored or when in real life you're experiencing negative emotions that you're trying to offset with short-term positive emotions that the social media platform you think is going to provide you. Yeah, when you're feeling insecure or self-conscious or… or just uncomfortable. Or just uncomfortable, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And that is a telltale sign that you are now being used by the platform. You've lost control. It's funny because one of the things that I often find myself thinking about um, when it comes to… to social media consumption publication, the way, the way that people use these platforms is I, I see a lot of parallels with um, tobacco companies in like the 50s, 60s, 70s, and I think kind of all started unraveling in the 80s where a lot of these tobacco companies were like, tobacco is not addictive, nicotine is not addictive, right? There's no psychological response here. And then the, the messaging went to, you know, it's not going to negatively affect your physical health. It doesn't cause lung cancer. It doesn't cause mouth cancer, right? There was just this, this, there was a lot of anecdotal evidence that there was a lot of bad shit happening. And there was a lot of denial on the people that were producing the products that were making the bad shit happen. And then it kind of got to a point where there was so much evidence that it was like, okay, you know what? it is addictive and it is causing cancer. And uh, if you, and you can still do it, but facts on the table, right? Are you using the cigarettes or are the cigarettes using you? Yeah. And I, I, and they really wanted the the tobacco companies to take responsibility as well, which is interesting to see how that might pan out down the track. Well, and this is the parallel that I draw, right? Is I go, you know what? It's, very similar to social media in the tens and twenties of the of the um, the two thousands, is platforms are not addictive, right? You know, there's no addiction here, and they don't affect your mental health. 
And, uh, you know, we've seen it because we've come from a time where there was no social media and we've, we haven't grown up with it, but we, you know, we were adults when the shit kind of hit the fan, so to speak. And we've seen the real world evidence of, yes, it is fucking addictive. Because I remember when I was in my early 20s, right? You didn't sit down to have a meal with your friends and everyone's on their fucking phone scrolling through socials. And now I see it when I go out. I see these, you know, these younger kids, late teens, early 20s, and that's all they fucking do. So don't tell me that's not addictive. And then you see the rise of all the mental health issues that we're experiencing in young people. So don't tell me that it's not causing mental health issues as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's 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 a bunch of studies on it already, you know, heaps. All, all you have to do is is sort of jump on onto onto Google or, you know, and, and actually actually have a look at, at, at the amount of of uh, research that's going into it. And it's yeah, it's it's out there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, you start you, you almost start to see a little bit of corporate responsibility sneaking in now from both device makers, right? Like Apple who make an iPhone. Now you can track how much screen time you have, right? So they're kind of going, yeah, we need to make this information available so that it gives people the ability to make a choice. Is it really a choice? Well, you know, that's up for debate. And then even the, you know, the um, uh, app, I was going to say manufacturers, but uh, the app companies programming the apps, there's a little bit of that kind of creeping in as well. You know, it's like, well, we need to get a little bit more responsible here because there is mounting evidence that we are using people, people are not using us. Even with the privacy stuff, I mean, it's a whole different topic, but, um, you know, with the iOS updates and whatnot is you can't be tracked using different apps and all that sort of shit. Um, but yeah, there is, there is mounting evidence for sure. So I think that's kind of, you know, some, some red flags, some telltale signs of you are being used by social media. You, you are, you've kind of lost a little bit of control. So then I guess the flip side of that is once you've identified that situation and you've gone, you know what? Yeah, I need to kind of course correct here. What practical, what strategic advice do you have to, to make sure that you are in control and that you are using social media to your benefit rather than being the product of social media? Yeah. Well, this is, this is awesome because there's some really like easy things that you can do. Yeah. So it's actually like if you've kind of realized and recognized that, you know, social media is using you and you're in a bit of a, a slump with it, um, there's some really practical things that you can do to kind of reverse that and, and help that situation. Um, well, what the first got? one is is like you mentioned it before and you say it a lot. The first thing that you do every morning is, well, the first thing you don't do is pick up your phone. So I think one of the, you know, and that kind of stems from, you know, a few things you can do, um, but limit sort of where and when you use social media consciously. So first thing in the morning, you know, no, I'm not touching my phone you know, until I've had my morning coffee or whatever it is, however you kind of um, do that. And then it, same thing, whenever I sit down to have a meal, you know, no phones. There's no phones at my dinner table at home, you know, and that's that's a conscious thing, you know, and it should be that way. It should be that way when, you know, in your own house, but it should be that way, um, you know, when you're out with friends as well. Um, you know, don't pick up your phone when you're, 
when you're having a conversation with your partner, you know, if you, you're having a conversation when you get home from work with them, you know, you don't need to have your phone in your hand. You don't need to do two things at once and scroll and talk at the, the same time. Multitasking is a big one. It's a it? big one. You know, yep. same when you're playing with your kids, you know, if you're playing with your kids, again, like, you know, obviously there's stuff you're going to want to film because they're being cute and whatnot. But, you know, your phone doesn't need to be like the centerpiece of every activity in your life. Um, so just make a conscious effort, I think, to, to limit where and when you, you, you pull out your phone um, and scroll on social media. That's the first bit of advice. Mm. But, yeah. The no media in the morning is, is a message of mine that I've been uh, harping on about for, oh, it's got to be a couple of years now. Probably three years, probably pre-pandemic, I reckon, was when I was first like, I, and it's appeared in a few episodes of this podcast, the top five productivity hacks. Um, I can't even remember what the other ones are called, but, you know, that no media in the morning. I even have, you know, you mentioned that I don't touch my phone in the morning. I actually do because my alarm is on my phone yeah. and my morning routine is on my phone as well. I'm going to show you this real quick. Yeah. Well, when I say don't touch your phone, I yeah, obviously I'm talking about, you know, jumping onto, you can touch your phone. <laughs> just don't yeah, jump onto just don't dive media. into socials. Yeah. But I'll show you this. What, what's the first, so this is my morning routine note, right? This is what I, this is what I set to open on. As soon as I turn my alarm off, this note comes up. What's the first thing that on there? Morning, it says morning routine and it says, do not look at social media for the first 30 minutes. Boom. Yep. That's the first thing on there. Just as a reminder, you know what? Don't, don't, don't even do go, don't even fucking go there because I know how addictive it is. And I'm the one that's telling people no media in the morning, Right. And, you know, it's such a big thing. It's just not just fucking, you know, give yourself that 30 minutes. Give yourself that 15 minutes. Give yourself that five minutes where you're able to disconnect before you immediately go and start scrolling through that shit. Huge. I, the other thing I forgot to mention there is also, um, uh, you know, it, uh, in the same realm as limit where and when you use it is um, notifications. Turn your turn your notifications off. You you choose when you're gonna when yeah. you're gonna consume something on your phone. Not not the other way around. Your phone doesn't need to, you know, alert you. That my, my notifications <laughs> have been off for so long. I even forgot. Oh, it's a life changer, isn't it? When you turn <laughs> it, it when you turn when you do it, guys. Yeah. It's you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. You know when I first did that, 2018, the start of 2018 was uh, so it's it's four years now where I haven't had notifications. I don't even have fucking SMS notifications. You yeah. send me a text, I don't see it. People think I'm rude. They're like, yeah. man, I sent you a text waiting you get back. I'm like, fuck Look, man, man, I'm we sorry. Need to like, go, well, I'm sorry, but we, we've become so available. We need to go back to that time where, you know, it, it, leave a message on my answering machine and when I get home at the end of the day, if I check my answering machine, I'll get it. Yeah. Send you know, send me a letter. Because <laughs> <laughs> now, like, and, and it's almost like when people first turn off their notifications or I've talked to people about this in the past they're like yeah but like what if someone really needs to reach me and it's like <laughs> one what if they, they used to do <laughs> yeah. what did they do in 1995 yeah so you know it's a, it's a there's an adjustment period but trust me you'll uh you'll get you'll get used to it yeah. you know and and so will your friends and your family and the people who you know if you're worried about that like just if you're worried about it let them know if they're close enough to you um you know and you're worried that that they're going to think differently because you're not replying straight away or whatever. Just let them know. I've turned my notifications off. If it's an emergency, call me. If not, I'll get back to it when I get back to it. Mm, 100%. But even, you know, just, just purely from a social media perspective, 
Instagram notifications off, Facebook notifications off, TikTok notifications off, Snapchat, you know, even if you want to keep your other, maybe keep your emails on, phone calls, SMS, whatever, but all of that social media notification bullshit, you don't need to know when someone's liked your fucking photo. You don't need to know when someone's fucking liked a video. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? Turn that shit off. Hmm. Well, because often if it, if you are alerted to it, like, oh, I'll just check the notification and then what do you know? You're scrolling on Instagram and again. You're so, scrolling, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, the point that you made about the multitasking uh, is really important. And this is going to be probably a slightly unpopular opinion, but it comes back to trying to be present in whatever you're doing. I think when you commit to, to, you know what, I'm, I'm going to spend five minutes scrolling the gram or, you know, I'm going to go and uh, uh, publish a post on Facebook or, you know, whatever your social media consumption or publication behavior looks like is actually being 100% present in that, you know, not scrolling the gram while you're having a conversation or not scrolling Facebook while you're trying to watch Netflix or not scrolling TikTok while you're talking to your significant other. If you're in social media, block off the time and fucking be in social media. You know, like multitasking works both ways. If you're trying to, if you're in the pursuit of presence, you have to be in the pursuit of presence of whatever the fuck you're doing. So, you know, my thing, and I, and I practice this as well, is like when I'm, I don't really consume too much social media, but when I'm posting on social media, I'm not doing anything else. I'm here in my phone. I'm posting my shit. I'm writing my captions. I'm sharing the post from profile to story and then sharing the Instagram to the or whatever the fuck. And I'm in. I'm present. That's what I'm doing. And I think that's super important as well because once you're done, turn the shit off, put it away, go and be present with the next thing. So I think trying to get away from that multitasking is huge. What about what you're actually consuming. Yeah, so so this was this was a big one for me and this is another big piece of practical advice mm-hmm. is, you know, I like to call it well I've I've, I've named it pruning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the same way that I I uh, prune my <laughs> my plants, my roses. Yep. Um I yeah, I call it pruning. And the really cool thing about this is um it's a lot easier to do it these days than it was, you know, uh, a little while ago cuz you can once upon a time you had to sort of like unfollow or unfriend and it was like a little bit more, you know, you kind of didn't have as much, you might've felt bad about that, you know, because, well, now you can like, you know, once upon a time it was like, oh, I know that person though. And like, yeah, like their stuff's making me feel bad. But if I unfollow them, I've known them since I was like 10 and they're going to know. And, you know. if I see them once in the next 10 years, it's going to make me feel, it comes bad. Don't even get me started with other people's opinions. So, you know, um, so yeah, prune. So mute. Mute stuff. If, if if there's someone, someone or something, or you're following an organization that, even and even do this like every once in a while as well. Like I've done this recently. Mm. Um, I did a massive prune on my social media, but you know we don't talk about that. But um, you know, even if you've been following someone for a little while or some you know business or organization for a little while, and once upon a time you used to connect and relate, you know something that you were interested in, and and now you just don't. Um, there's no harm in unfollowing or muting because it just doesn't, it's just, you're not connecting with it anymore. So that's a big one for me. Um, and I do that, you know, I've done that recently, majorly, um, but I've, you know, I think that's super important. 
Yeah, I like that you do it on a frequent basis as yeah, well. Yeah, you have to you have to keep you, doing it. You know, yeah. if you commit to go, you know what, once every year, once every six months, once every 12 weeks, whatever it is, I'm going to go through and I'm going to, you say prune, I say curate. I'm going to curate, curate my social nice. media feed, yeah. right? If, if I'm following people who are, who are not positively contributing to my experience when I'm using these platforms, why am I still following them? Why am I still consuming their content? It's not adding anything to my life. So be gone. Yeah. You have to really remember that. Um, and one thing that kind of resonated with me was um, the thought that, you know, obviously we all know that Instagram is not real life. Yeah. So like everything that you see on there is not real life. Um but you can't take away take that away from the fact that the way that it makes you feel and the way that it affects your emotions that is real. So, you know, you're in control of that. It's just yeah, I think it's just something to be um, really conscious of. I think just to extend that as well, there's different periods where you might want to consume content from certain people, and then there's periods where you might not want to, you know, what unfollow that person. But just whatever you're experiencing in your life, it's abrasive too. 100%. For that period huge. of time. Absolutely you know? huge. One of the things that comes to mind for me, and I've, I've mentioned this, I think I mentioned this in pro, pro prep, um, was when I'm preparing for a competition, all of the guys I'm competing against, who I'm friends with, who I follow on social, I'll mute their shit. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. And it's nothing yeah, yeah. against them. Yeah, yeah. It's that comparison is a thief of joy. I don't want to see how their prep is going because then it's going to influence me negatively. I'm going to experience negative emotions. Fuck, am I behind? Am I too far ahead? How are they looking? How am I looking? Can I still beat them? Are they going to beat? Like all this bullshit yeah, that doesn't add anything. Yep. So, you know, at that particular point in time for that 12 to 20 weeks, I mute their shit. Yeah. And then once the competition's over and I've beaten all of them, <laughs> I turn this shit it's, back on. And, you know, or they beat me or whatever the situation. You know, they're not even going to know that you've done that, no. you know. So, and I actually, it's interesting. That's obviously on a on a um, fitness level, yeah. but on a, you know, on a personal level, I had a girlfriend of mine I was uh, caught up with a few weeks ago and she was sort of saying that um, one thing that she she's done, mm. um, you know, her and her, her and her husband are, trying to conceive at the moment. Yeah. And one thing that she's, you know, has made it really hard for her. She's having a bit of a hard time and, and is just seeing obviously all the people that she went to school with and all of her friends and, you know, all have kids. Pregnant. And it was really, yeah. um, and she is so happy for them. She's not, you know, it's not anything like that. It's just, it was really affecting her mental health. Yeah. You know, she was struggling and, and seeing, you know, that stuff every day was, and, you know, I actually said to her, I said, just, you know, just mute it. You know, like you don't have to, you know, maybe maybe seeing the stories all the time was, you know, a thing. So just just mute the stories and, you know, yeah, you can still like the posts if you see them. But, you know, and there's just ways to navigate it now that, um, you know, you can take advantage of and I think you should take advantage of. Yeah. I do it in, you know, I mentioned what I do uh, physically, but I do it in business as well. You know, like if we're going through a, a tough patch in business, like we did in 2020 with all the lockdowns and all that shit, Right. I often, like I follow, follow a lot of business people who I look up to, right, who inspire me, who drive me to, to be more ambitious, who drive me to be more successful. I did the same thing then is I was like, man, I'm going through a really tough time. I actually don't want to see how well you're killing the game right now because it makes me feel shit. It makes me feel like I'm going backwards. 
wasn't going backwards. I had to take a few linear steps backwards because I needed to handle my shit and get through what we went through as a business. But just another example where, look, I, I, I can't see this right now because this is making me experience negative emotions that I don't need to experience. I need to be on my A game, right? I need to be focusing on what I can control, not what I can't control. I need to be focusing on what I need to do to get us through this shit. And I don't need to see your fucking highlight reel right now. So, sorry, not sorry, but I'm going to mute your shit. And then later on, I unmute and you inspire me. There you go. Happy days. Happy days. You know, so there's that aspect as well. Sometimes just what you're going through in your life, you know, you have and to that's be mindful fine. of that. That's fine. Another one for me um, that I think is super important and and I think we can be a bit more conscious of it because of, like you said, we've grown up without social media and it sort of came into our life as, as young adults. I think it's going to be even more um, important and, and, and things like that for the generation that are growing up, you know, our kids with social media, like there's no life for, before it for them, is to just be really careful not to let it replace real life. Yes. Um, real life experiences, real, you know, uh, the, nothing is going to replace that flesh and blood connection um, that you get when you're face-to-face with someone. I think that, you know, we have a basic human need for connection and belonging and social media, although it kind of seems like you're staying connected, it doesn't It doesn't fulfill that need. So I think, you know, to although, you, you know, you're interacting with the people online and stuff like that, you know, you still have to pick up the phone and you still have to organise to, to see people because the months can go by and just because you feel like you've stayed connected with people, um, you're just not going to fulfil that, that basic human need. It's interesting you mention that because there's a couple of things that, it, once again, like our, our experience, you know, being born in the 80s uh, is so unique because of when social media entered our lives and how old we were when it happened, right? If you were born in the 90s, you have a different experience to us. If you were born in the 70s, like literally, if you were born in the 80s, in the history of human development, right? You have such a valuable insight into growing up without it and then having it enter your life as a young adult. And it's so valuable. And a couple of things that I have uh, noticed... The first one is if you if you think about like the initial if you think about the origins of uh, of Facebook right if you've seen what's the what's that fucking movie about it's got Justin Timberlake in yeah, it and shit what's that called oh, I've just, just had, had a mental blank yeah I've had a mental blank as well oh that's annoying that's annoying the okay. the the no it's not the social dilemma that's the most recent one yeah anyway, anyway. you guys know you guys, the fucking movie it's about talk- the beginning of facebook you know right what talking about. and you think about w- what the motivations were when when facebook which was the original so i mean you had myspace and shit but that wasn't really social media it was kind of just building your own website that you could put profiles on but there wasn't the connection of yeah the quite, facebook yeah. right yeah and and it was called the Facebook uh, back then. <laughs> that's that, that. When I first saw it, it was called the Facebook. The Facebook. The Facebook. Uh, but the purpose of it was to connect people. That was that was the driving motivation. You know what? We want to make people around the world more connected, just like the fucking telephone did when it first came along. Just like the fax machine did. Just like the fact that you could write a letter and send. You know, all of that shit. This was just the next generation of connection. But as it's evolved and as commercial interests have kind of taken over, it's 
become less about connecting people and more about creating this database of people that can be sold to the highest bidder. And it's actually caused us to be more disconnected. So it started off with the intention of connecting people. And we're here where, you know what, maybe we feel like we're connecting, but we're actually fucking disconnected from reality. And you look at where, you know, Facebook's just changed the name of the company to Meta because they're focusing on the metaverse. And you start thinking about where that's going, where, you know, like Zuckerberg is 100% convinced that we're all going to live in virtual reality. And I think for, for some applications, fucking brilliant. But that's disconnected from reality. Yeah. It's for not that, fucking real. For that basic human need of, of connection and, and, and belonging and, yeah, it's, yeah. it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary. But it's just fake. The yeah. other thing that I notice is I see um, younger people now, you know, late teens, early 20s, the generation really that was kind of the first generation to grow up with social media. And I see all the time the lack of fundamental social skills. 100%, yeah. You know, the lack of the ability to look somebody in the eye and have a conversation. The lack of ability to shake somebody's hand properly. You know, the lack of the ability to sit at a table with people and light it the fuck up. It just isn't that. Like, it, it, it's there every now and again. There's rare exceptions. But for the most part, across the board what was supposed to make people more social and connect people on a different level has made people less social and more disconnected. And it's a big fucking problem. As we discussed in the start of this podcast, the, you know, the effects on, on people's psychological, it's big. Yeah. yeah. Just to tie this off, this, you know, how do you make sure you're using social media to your benefit? Because we've discussed a lot of the consuming side. Right. Yeah, just yeah. from sure. the publishing side as well, you know, to make sure that you're not publishing content just to get likes and views and follows and hiding behind whatever fucking movement you're trying to hide behind uh, when you just want to get your ass out on different social media platforms. You know, the first piece of um, practical advice that I can give is you can now turn your likes off. On most platforms, you don't have to see them. You can turn your views off. Activate that shit, right? Like just remove, completely remove the want to go and check how many people liked your shit or how many people viewed your shit. Who cares? Just publish what you want to publish, right? And let it be. Don't be publishing shit to chase this external validation that means nothing. That's a good one, yeah. The second thing is when you're thinking about what content to post. There's three things that I always think about, right? I want to post content that either inspires people, that helps educate people, or entertains people. For me, I don't really do too much of the entertaining. I think this podcast is pretty entertaining. <laughs> but for me, you know, most of it is about inspiring or educating, right? So, you know, I'm never going to put a post up that doesn't do one of those three things to try and get likes or try and get views. So, you know, I always kind of anchor back into, is this going to inspire? Is it going to educate? Or is it going to entertain? And then I think the third thing from a publication perspective, and I can't tell you how many times I've had these conversations with Massive Joes or TMJ Apparel athletes or ambassadors about the content that they post, right? Is 
what you put out into the universe is what you will attract back from the universe. So when you're thinking about the sorts of followers you're trying to attract, when you're thinking about the sorts of likers that you're trying to attract, when you think about the audience that you're trying to attract from your social media presence, and you define that audience as, you know, people who are interested in improving their lives through health and fitness or people who are interested in improving their lives through starting a business or entrepreneurship or whatever the fuck it is, right? The content that you produce is either going to attract those people or it's going to attract people who are just there to have a look at your ass or have a look at you without a shirt on for the fellas or whatever the fuck it is. So just be very careful I think the first thing is really to, to get a lot of clarity around what sort of audience are you trying to attract and then making sure that the content you're producing is going to attract that audience exclusively and nobody else. And I think that's just a really good check to make sure that you are using social media for what you want to use it for, not being used by social media and becoming the product of the platform. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think as well, like, you know, don't... <laughs> Don't get caught in the trap of thinking that you have to be, uh, you know, like like you're, you, Joseph, run a business and you're a professional athlete and, you know, all, all of those things. So you, your sort of need and, and want, your want to, um, to uh, create and provide content that educates and, and entertains and, and those sorts of things. Like that's sort of part of what you do. Um, if you're just an amateur athlete looking to compete in your first show or, you know, you, you don't have to be like that. Yeah. You know, you don't, not everyone who's on Instagram is on Instagram because they want, like, they have to be a content creator. That's not the reason to be on Instagram. Yeah. You know, you can be on Instagram, like I said earlier, just to stay connected with family and friends and stuff like that. So, you know, don't get sort of caught up in thinking that you're using the platform wrong or, you know, use it how you want to use it, you know. So that, that, that's, a, that, and that for some people is a really hard one to navigate as well, or to at least kind of, you know, figure out at first. You don't have to be an influencer just because you're using it. Just because you're using it. Just, yeah, you really don't. Um, you really don't at all. The final piece of, uh, of, of practical advice that I have with regards to making sure that you're in control is uh, those of you who follow me personally on, on social media, Instagram in particular, you would know that I do a little disappearing act once every, at least once every six months. I go, you know what? I'm taking a full week off and I'm going to Never Neverland and I'll catch you motherfuckers in 10 days, right? Is it's like a full detox. Full detox, yep. And I'm the sort of person, I think I have a pretty good grasp on making sure that I'm using social media to my benefit and I'm not becoming the product of it. And I still make sure that I'm detoxing on a frequent basis where I just go, I'm not even going to open the fucking app for a week or 10 days or whatever it is. And I think that that's just a, re it's a, once again, it's a really good check to just go, I don't need this, right? I'm in control here. I don't have to open this every day. I don't have to consume every day. I don't have to post every day. We should tell, uh, we should tell the listeners, viewers, try it, you know? Just give it a shot. You know, you want to, you listen to this podcast. It's obviously something you're interested in. Just do it for a week. Yeah. Just delete the app for a week. Yeah. 
And just honestly, like I guarantee you will feel less stressed and you will just feel like a higher satisfaction for life. You did it. You do it for 10 days on and off. I actually did it for, when did you get married? November. November. So I did it for the whole of December and most of January. So I just went, you know what, I don't, I don't, I don't need Instagram anymore. And and to be honest, like it changed my perception on a on a whole lot of stuff. It was very beneficial for me personally. Um, and then, you know, on the, after that, I came back onto Instagram and you, you know, it might be some listeners who now know they can't see my profile anymore. And it's not because I don't like you guys. <laughs> it's just my private life is is my private life. And and I'm not like a Joseph. I don't, you know, I don't need to, you know, um, uh, right, yeah, don't need to do what he does. He does what he does very well. So, um, and but I did that because you know I was like sharing my life with a lot of people I didn't know. So, um, you know, just just take check 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 in on that, and 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 I just think that's really beneficial as well. Mm. I think if you know if if that full detox is maybe a little bit too big of a pill. Oh, it's for, extreme, for guys. People, I, but, for you people know, Joseph to swallow. will be the first to tell you I'm a very extreme person. You are, so. you are. <laughs> but, you know, a little baby step along that way is you can get lockout apps. You can download apps that will actually lock you out. If you've of got different... zero self-control. Yep, yeah, okay. Will, but that's a good baby step, right? It's a, it's a way to start. You know, the other thing is block out time every day where you promise to yourself that you won't touch social media. No, yeah, right? easy one. So do. I do, I have three periods in the week, right? So th- this is something that Amy and I do together, my wife Amy and I, 8 p.m. every night, it's actually no phones. So it's not even no social media. But after 8 p.m. every night, phones go on the charges, phones go down, that's it, right? So that's something that we both value very much and we stick to. And occasionally we slip up and we'll call each other out. I think I called Amy out on it last night. <laughs> I was like, hey. <laughs> it's 806. <laughs> What's going on? Put your phone down. So that's one. The second thing is on Saturdays after 1 p.m., no social media. And then the third thing is Sundays, uh, Sunday nights is a great time to post on social media. A little hack for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you who don't know. <laughs> because you catch people on Monday morning when they're supposed to be at work, but they're not fucking working. Yeah, right? <laughs> just at work. They're just at work yeah. Monday mornings catching up on the catching weekend up socials. On socials. <laughs> so, um, uh, on Sunday, I block out five hours, right? And it can be between one and six, two and seven, three. It can't be after eight, but, um, you know, a five-hour block where no social media, you know? And so that's a great way to kind of work your way up to a full two-week detox or whatever the fuck. Just take these little, curate these little periods of time where um, where you kind of just disconnect from from the social media apps. I think the last thing that, I can give some some interesting insight on is social media for business because similar how we've kind of mentioned we grew up without social media and it became part of our lives when we were in our early 20s. I started a business when social media didn't exist, right? So I started, I was 19 years old. The first time that I came across Facebook, I was 22, I think, uh, and so when I started a business, I didn't have social media, right? I used to run fucking ads in magazines. Like yeah, that's, newspapers. Yeah, radio newspapers. Radio, you, no, <laughs> no, I rem- no I remember. for real. Yeah. You know, we had, I, 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 I started a business with no social media. And then when social media came along, like I remember the first time I saw Facebook, I remember this very vividly. 
I was up in um, called the CAT suite. Uh, I can't remember what CAT stands for. It was the engineering computing suite uh, at Adelaide University. And I was walking past. It was just this rooms full of fucking computers, right? And anyone could go there. You just log on. You can do your computer work or whatever. Um, and I remember walking past uh, my friend Shane, walking past his computer and he was on this wall and he was like writing on this wall. And I was like, dude, what is this? This is not a fucking engineering program. He's like, oh man, it's this thing called Facebook. You know, you can like, you have friends and you write on their walls and this and that, and whatever. And I was like, hmm, that's pretty cool. Immediately, business. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> if I can get like a hundred people to like my Massive Joe's Facebook page. Well, it wasn't that. You remember <laughs> before you could make pages, you had to make a profile. You had a profile. You, oh, you can only be a person. It, it, that's so, right. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it was. Yeah. It's like, I, if I can, it was, I set up this person to and be it was massive, massive Joe. Massive Joe's. I remember. Yeah. 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 And I was like, if I could just get a hundred people yeah. to like be my friend, then I could like tell them about my business. And then I could maybe grow that to like a thousand people. And then I'm thinking, you know, how many people do, how many people read the newspaper and these ads that I'm running in the newspaper, how many people go to the classified area and will actually see my ad? And I'm like, fuck, this is really powerful. And I went all in on social media, right? I did the Facebook thing and and the Facebook thing. And it was just Facebook. We'll get to how you discovered Instagram. The Facebook thing and the YouTube (laughs) thing and all this. Uh, Well, that was you on the Instagram Yeah, no, I was saying, we'll get to that. You know, and and so I've seen how powerful social media can be for business. And it fucking blows my mind when I see in 2022 business people who refuse to use social media for business purposes – because, you know, they don't want to be used by the platform or they don't want to take the 50 hours to actually understand the platform or whatever the fuck their bullshit reason is, it blows my mind. I'm like, motherfucker, I went, I literally built a business from zero to what we will eventually become a nine-figure business on the back of social media. And your winery or your beauty salon or your fucking skincare company or whatever the fuck, you think that social media is not going to be powerful for your business. Blows my mind. And as somebody who has seen how powerful social media can be for branding business, for marketing a business, for growing a business, for scaling a business, I think my advice in this realm and everything we've spoken about today is don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Don't go, you know what? I'm going to delete all the apps because I'm being used by social media. Like don't go to the extreme. Don't go, you know what? Instagram gone, TikTok gone, Snapchat gone. You know, everything that that uh, Leah and Joseph has said today resonates with me and I'm just going to, this is my social media escape plan. We haven't said that. We've just, we haven't said that. I'm out, (laughs) right? Because I think from a business perspective, you're making a huge mistake. Yeah. From a business perspective. And you know what? And I'm going to say it on a personal level as well. Because like I said, you know, the way that you can prune and and, and, uh, mute and unfollow the negative stuff, you can bring so much positive stuff into your life as well. You know, I, I follow a few accounts that are, are great for that. 
you know, different writers that I, I like to follow or even even just, you know, even just funny stuff. Yeah. Like everyone needs to laugh every day. How and, good is Sushi <laughs> You know, but like… The best thing to come out of the pandemic. So honestly, like don't, um, don't discount that either. Like, you know, if you're finding um, th- that social media, you're not happy with how your social media is uh, fitting in your life go out there and find a couple of accounts that are that are funny or things that you are interested in or, you know, stuff that inspires you, um, you know, with mentally or whatever, like things that are going to help you because, you know, that stuff's really helpful as well. It can be used in a really helpful way. You just kind of have to make the conscious effort to, to tailor it to you. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, just in that regard, it kind of ties into everything that, that we've already spoken about. But you know, from a business specific perspective and making sure you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater is, you know, make sure that if you are publishing content on social media for business purposes, that that isn't the gateway to the doom scroll, right? It isn't the gateway to to all of these things, all these red flags, because it very easily can be. And I've been there before, you know, I'm like, I got to get this post up on the Massive Joe's account or the TMJ Apparel account or my personal account or the YouTube channel or whatever it is and I get the post up and then next minute I'm, I'm scrolling through the fucking feed or I'm watching the stories. I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> that wasn't my intention. So I think that, you know, if if you are going to do that, um, use social media to your business benefit, which I highly suggest that you guys do, uh, make sure that you either have the ability to, to, to get in and get out and call yourself out on it when you haven't or have somebody who will call you out. You know, perhaps it's your, your um, significant other. Um, you know, perhaps it's your brother or sister or whoever the fuck. It doesn't matter. But, you know, make sure that there's a way that you can kind of get in, be present, do what you need to do, get the fuck out. That's the escape plan. I think that's it. You got anything else? It was a chunky episode, wasn't it? So like, thick so much juicy. in there. Yeah. So much juice. That was good. Yeah. 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 No, I think I think uh, I think we've covered it all. Yeah. I think so. Just to um to summarize, because I really want to make sure that you guys get the takeaways that you need from this episode, which is of course the practical and strategic advice to help you level up in all areas of your life. And with regards to this episode, it's this practical and strategic advice to make sure that you are using social media to your benefit and you are not being used by social media to your detriment. So the first thing is no media in the morning. The second thing is uh, put a max time limit or a scroll limit on how long you're going to fucking doom scroll if you find yourself in that situation. The third thing is when you're in social media, be present in being in social media because then that gives you ability to not multitask and not get sucked into the doom scroll while you're having a conversation or watching Netflix or cooking dinner or talking to your spouse or whatever the fuck. So be present, get in, get out. The fourth is pruning your social media following on a 12-month, six-month, or three-month basis and make sure that the content you're consuming and the people whose content you're consuming is adding to your life and not detracting from it. I think the fifth one is the timing and muting. So if you don't want to prune somebody, but at a certain period in your life, you just don't want to see their shit, that's fine. Just mute. And when you're all good, you can unmute them. Point six from a publishing perspective is to turn your likes and your views off. Don't give a fuck. Publish the content you want to publish. The external validation is just a bonus on top. You don't even need to be aware of it. 
Point seven is to post content that inspires, educates, or entertains and ensure that you're posting content that is going to attract the audience that you're trying to attract and be very conscious of what you put out into the universe is what the universe will give back to you. And then point eight is the detox. So whether that's a block of time every three months, six months, 12 months, or whether that's having little time periods during the day, no phones after 8 p.m., five hours off on a Saturday or a Sunday, whatever that looks like for you, make sure that you're giving yourself the opportunity to detox from the social media platforms and really from your phone altogether. That's a wrap. And in that, with that detox, don't just sit in a corner by yourself. That's the time. <laughs> that's the time where we're talking about we're having those. Uh, that's the time where it's probably going to be the most beneficial to have those real life interactions. Yeah. Yeah. Before we close off this episode, uh, Leah, just one thing that I want to mention to the viewers. As you guys know, uh, we don't run ads on this show. Um, you know, we never have these little pre-roll or post-roll ads or any of that sort of bullshit. But every now and again, we do something that we think is going to add a whole lot of value to you guys uh, that I feel guilty if I don't tell you about. And that is, of course, the MJ Challenge. Oh yeah, the challenge. Registrations are now open Good for the time. MJ Challenge. They close this Sunday, the 13th of February at midnight. Uh, for those of you who are unaware, the MJ Challenge is a 10-week challenge. Uh, we're into our seventh season. So we've run six seasons. Mm. Not six. That's gone. Seven. Not six, seven. That's gone quick. Seven seasons. It's a 10-week challenge. It's fully guided. So you will receive a customized diet and meal plan, which is tailored to where you're at in your fitness journey and what you're trying to achieve. You receive uh, full workout programs for the first five weeks and then an updated workout program for weeks six to 10. You receive a supplement guide, motivational guide, access to the exclusive Massive Joe's Facebook group, access to exclusive webinars just for our 10-week challenges, our MJ challenges. Plus, you receive an exclusive MJ challenge tea. Yeah, designed by me. Designed by... Leah herself, uh, under the TMJ Apparel brand, uh, you receive an MJ training journal. Body they're, fat, they're cool, man. They are fucking cool. Like I don't, if, I don't know if you've. They are cool. I was involved in the the the, I can the tell. design process. Yeah, I can tell it was Vince's were. baby. Yeah, yeah. His thing, but yeah. but they are epic. They are really. Receive epic. one of those body fat calipers, measuring uh, body measuring tape, assorted samples from your supplement plan. You literally receive over a hundred bucks worth of free merchandise. And you know how much this 10-week challenge costs? I don't, you, psh, tell me. Less it's than, so much value, man. Less than 100 bucks. No way. It's 99.95. That's pretty good. Which is uh, less than 10 bucks a week. You receive over that amount in free merchandise, plus you get all of that awesome shit. Yeah. A lot of value weeks. in there. A lot of value um, in there. You know, and and we've been fortunate enough to run six seasons. This is season number seven. And the transformations, I mean, you guys just need, just go check it out. MassiveJoesChallenge.com. If you click on the results tab, you can see some of the transformations from the first six seasons. And we're talking about 20 plus kilos of body fat I've been lost blown away by some of the photos. Like, honestly, like. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, it's we've very seen complete transformations, both guys and girls and the amount of muscle they've built in 10 weeks. You know, and we're at full spectrum of people. We've seen, you know, people join in their late teens, people in their 60s, people who are really overweight that need the guidance to lose the weight, people who are really skinny that need the guidance to build muscle, uh, you know, all walks of life. And the results across the board are quite simply mind-blowing. So... 
massivejoyschallenge.com. Registrations close Sunday, the 13th of Feb. Guys, I encourage you at the very least to go and check out the website, check out what's involved, check out the transformations. If it's not for you, that's completely fine. But I think if you just invest the five minutes to go and check it out, you'll be like, fuck, I need to be a part of this. And uh, I can say that you guys do need to be a part of it because it's, it's one of the coolest things we do as a business. It's one of the most valuable things we do as a business. And for me personally, it's one of the most rewarding things we do as a business. Yeah, I think so too, yeah. So, massive Especially this challenge. time of the year. Like if you're kind of having a hard time getting into the groove of things, it's really good timing as well. Well, this is the time of the year where people set their fitness resolutions yeah. and they've already fucked them up. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like if you're having a hard time, like yeah. some of us like me, like my whole first, my whole of January was a bit of a hiccup. Yeah. So, you yeah. know. So let us help you. Yeah. You know, at massivejoeschallenge.com. Go check it out, guys. That's a wrap. Leah, thank you so much. Thanks, man. It's been an awesome episode. Guys, if you've enjoyed the show, if you've uh, laughed, if you've taken some practical and strategic advice, if you've just enjoyed spending the last hour or so with us, the one thing we ask in return is that you share the show person to person, take a screenshot, uh, tag us in your Instagram story, at Leah Mensel, at Joseph Mensel. Leah's back on Instagram now, so she'll see the tags. I'm back, but like my thing's on private. Oh, it's on private. So, oh, I don't know how that bed. works. I'm sorry, Okay, guys. maybe you can't tag Leah, but no, you can tag you can me. Tag. Well, I don't know what happens. They but, could yeah. tag me, and then when I repost, I could tag you. Yeah, because you, you're on my... It's like tag <laughs> exception. My brother is definitely still on, on the, my Instagram. On the Instagram. <laughs> I didn't go that extreme. <laughs> yeah. So guys, uh, just make sure you share the show. Um, if you haven't enjoyed the show, you don't need to share it. It's all yeah. good. Look, and if you DM me, guys, I, I get the messages, and I always like, love to have a chat back. You know, I'm not 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 uh, not not going to do that. Yeah. yeah, you might just get some random friend requests that you have to accept. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm always up for the chat. Yeah, you're down for that. You're down <laughs> for that. Guys, you could have been anywhere in the world right now, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Fitness Times Business Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you enjoyed this episode and took some value from it, make sure you share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. And if you haven't yet, be sure to leave us a five-star rating.